about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. We would love it if you would join us. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And we just concluded taping today's show for CRTV. So let's give the audience a preview of what's coming their way today at CRTV.com. Aaron, I'll start with you. Yeah, um, boy, nothing happened. I really hate these slow uh, news weekends. Um, they are they make my job really hard. And of course, that's really all that I care about um, is just you know, whether or not my job is easier or hard. And there was just really nothing that happened over the weekend. There was not, you know, um, at least uh, at least on the slowest weekends, you know, somebody like Michael Avenetti is out there doing preposterous and th- saying preposterous things. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, we can always at least last week after the Democrats overreached, finally at the end of the whole Kavanaugh is a sexual predator thing. Um, so there was really nothing to talk about on today's show. And I, I don't know why you would ever want to watch. And Steve didn't even rant at the end of the at the end of the show. Um, so, you know, not, I'm sorry. I, I got nothing. Chris Pandolfo, our buddy from CRTV, asked us, asked me via Twitter, uh, what happens when everyone is the dumbest last loses? Um, is that I, how the Big Bang happened? Uh, yeah, I'm ta- we're talking the singularity or something like that, because that's what this It's called weekend- the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, that's what it's called. Oh, I could only hope for that, brother. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what it feels like trying to wade through what happens this weekend. It, it, it is, I don't know, what, dumpster fire isn't good enough anymore. What, what, what meme, what gif will sum up the total colossal failure of humanity that is this weekend the flood there smod this is babel this is this is babel that's what i said last week i i made a transition this weekend from and it really happened on friday night what our senator grassley pulled on friday night is where i made i made the transition from I don't even like this judge. I don't think it was a good appointment. But I don't think anybody, regardless of their politics, should be character assassinated to what a complete and total circus. Yeah. That they are that they are that that the Republican Party is permitting. And I don't even like this judge and I am furious watching it. And that that notion just grew more and more mm-hmm. and it continues as we are taping this it emerged on the television show today there is a level of duplicity and stupidity here some of which we're about to get to because we couldn't get to everything on the tv show today and we saved a couple for angles of this for the podcast but there's a level of stupidity and duplicity happening here that uh homie don't play that i, I the dude cannot abide the dude cannot abide a couple of these things. So we'll get to those in a moment. But uh, hey, if, if you want to subscribe to CRTV and uh, you want to take advantage of my name as a promo code to get a, a really good discount to do it, CRTV.com promo code DACE will get you all of our programming every single day at CRTV. Everybody, the whole team, not just us, but the great one, Mark Levin, and people that are actually kind of good at this. The whole team at CRTV for just a quarter a day. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. First, though, let me ask you a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I was recently doing a speaking engagement out west, and the first hotel we stayed in, had one of those floppy beds. And man, as I get older, my hip flexor is like, if you sleep too long in this thing, we're not going to walk tomorrow. (laughs) 
And so I found myself like every 15, 20 minutes, I, my body clock was literally waking me up to turn over from my side onto my belly, onto my back to avoid that weak, floppy bed in this hotel aggravating my hip flexor. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. And then just a few years ago, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam you're used to. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling very comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it helps you to sleep cool. You can try it now. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, though, if you decide to stick with it. That's how confident they are in this product. They will back it with a 10-year warranty. Free shipping on returns if you want to give it back. You're going to love Purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just go to purple.com, use my promo code STEVE at checkout. That's purple.com, STEVE. The only way to get this free pillow is to use my code STEVE at checkout. Purple.com, promo code STEVE. All right, now on with our podcast. There's a couple of angles to the Kavanaugh thing, because right now that's the whole universe we're living in, because it's either that or we don't know if the deputy attorney general of the United States is fired or not. Or is resigning or not. We don't, we may not even have a deputy attorney general. I don't. I'm not convinced he's an actual person. This is banana republic level stuff. He lives with Bill Mitchell. Yes. And the president says, I may fire him in three days when I return or I might not. That's the story, right? That's the other big story in the country? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have this look on your face. Erzin, what does it say? I hope it says I don't care because I just, I can't give a level of energy, passion, intellect to people that are, um, I mean, the revolution happened. It just, it, it happened, man. So since we're not sure what Rod Rosenstein Steins, because I still don't know how to pronounce his name, I've heard it pronounced each way on multiple different outlets. So we're going with Rod Rosenstein Stein. That's actually a problem we could solve, though. Should we just spend the next one? Should we nail that one at least and feel like we did something? Yeah, yeah. One second, one second. Because I have no hope we're going to... How do we know? I don't believe anything Snope says. That's fake news now. Um, how to pronounce Rod <laughs> Rosenstein. I'm sorry, I was... Rod Rosenstein. Oh, it's Stein! I said it's Steen over and over again in the montage. We're going... Uh, you know what? For the... Uh, Rod our, Rosenstein. Our show has decided we will acknowledge him as Rod Steen Rosenstein Stein. Stein. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for covering my butt. Just to make sure. Okay. Are you kidding me? Man, that's... Um, but uh, since we don't know the status of the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, and why would you? Yeah. Um, Trifles. It, it, it's, it's Professor Ford and Brett Kavanaugh's world, and the rest of us are just living in it right now. Now, we get into a lot of this on the television show today. There's a few external dilemmas we didn't have time to get to in the television show. So if you want our holistic analysis of this, you definitely got to go to CRTV.com, promo code dates, and subscribe if you're not already a CRTV subscriber. But but here's a couple of extra angles that we didn't have time to get to today on the TV show that we are going to address in our weekend news and views podcast, because that's the only thing that happened over the weekend that's frankly worth talking about. All right. Um, the dilemma over media... And what's fake and what's not. So we, we've heard the president talk about the failing New York Times being fake multiple times for going on years now since he was a candidate, right? And yet the whole reason we don't know the current status of Rod Rosenstein Stein is because of a story from the New York Times saying that Rod Rosenstein Stein was willing to wear a wire 
to catch Trump acting crazy in order to invoke the 25th Amendment to have him removed, right? That's the story, correct? Mm. Okay. Okay. So do you know when we are to believe the failing New York Times with their fake news or not? No. I mean, I, I can think of lots of reasons to actually fire Rod Rosenstein. I'm not sure a story in the New York Times is really a good one. Is everybody comfortable? Do we know when the New York Times is the failing fake news New York Times or not? Do we know? What, what, what does Alexis say about that, Aaron? Um, when is the New York Times to be believed? When do you believe the New York Times? Here's what I found on the web for when do you believe the New York Times? Do you believe in magic is the first result. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, yes, we're living in the age of necromancers and... Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, by the way, I'm not tapping. That was Todd. Sending Apologies. Your emails. Okay. Dang it, Todd. I'm, at this point, I haven't tapped in like days. It's been Urzen like the whole time. Okay, so it's, I'm getting the heat for it. I have okay. despair level fidgeting going on. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's here's what we have to be careful of on, quote unquote, our side. Which, and I don't even know what side that is anymore, but we're going to go with it for now. So a, a CNN uh, analyst has a report, and he he's a local newspaper man in the D.C. area as well, uh, and has covered the White House. And he has a report out saying that investigators in Maryland are looking into a second high school-aged sexual assault allegation against Brett Kavanaugh. And that story broke this morning. And the headline says investigators. When you read the story, the story says investigators. He then puts out a follow-up tweet to his story. That specifically says the investigators in question are not the local police. Follow me so far? Yeah. All right. So the headline says investigators. His story says investigators never says the police. And then he puts out a follow-up tweet to his story saying the investigators are not the police. Right? Mm-hmm. The Washington Examiner then runs a story that I've seen multiple people on our side sharing. And I almost shared it, too, until I decided, you know, this ready fire aim thing ain't really working for anybody right now. So let me read this first. (laughs) So I was about to share it, too. And and the Washington Examiner story goes to the local police there in Maryland in that in the community, the the Georgetown prep community there. And they say they're not investigating anything where Brett Kavanaugh is concerned. And the Washington Examiner story says this appears to refute the report that says that they are. What's the problem here, Todd? Well, we're still at the... This is a definition of is-is, right? What's yeah. an examiner? Yeah, well, the the CNN report guy never... The CNN reporter never said it was the cops doing the investigating. I mean, it, 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 it could, could be... Very, the CNN reporter doing the it, investigating. It, it, you know, it could be... More, more than likely, it is private investigators working for the Democratic National Committee... Or the Democrats on the Senate, or investigators for the Senate uh, Democrats on the Judiciary Committee are on the ground there doing the investigating. They leaked this to the guy at CNN. And that's more than likely, if I had to guess, if you told me, hey, gun to your head, your children's lives depend on who are the investigators, I would, I would, if I had to make that kind of a call, my call would be these are investigators for the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee. If the term investigators is being used that loosely, and I I fear that your instincts may be correct, but that that is a, a fireable level of journalistic. Well, they're investigating. They're hired it, investigators. <laughs> but do you see what what exactly? When the report never says the police in, in, in that area were the investigators, the author of the report says the police are not the investigators. And the Washington Examiner's story is that the police say they're not investigating anything. So this refutes the CNN story. What about the CNN story did they refute? Do you know? Nothing would be the answer, Todd. They didn't refute anything. How is that? A re- I, they're refuting a story that CNN didn't write. I can't. 
connect the dots anymore on anything. I this is just I try to make a picture that looks like a pretty unicorn, and I keep coming up with utter chaos and nonsense. There's it, you can't you can't delve in. I mean, your your point is made already. There's no place else to go. You've made your point. There there is no. They're they're constantly batting. They make the hole deeper when they battle. They whatever version of the press we're talking about when they battle back and forth like this with one another. No one is helped. The tribalism is uh, deepened. If we arrive at the truth, it's almost always by accident when the press is concerned. At this point, I think with either press, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think I think you just have you know what you, you just have two two swaths of media that are that are narrative casting. Yep. You have one side doing the progressive narrative, and then you have conservative media that's doing the counter to that narrative. And I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but as Todd was saying, when when you do stumble upon and accidentally get to the truth, it doesn't matter because both sides' narratives have been cast and everybody is affirmed in what they already wanted to believe before the truth actually comes out. So the truth is irrelevant at the end if it is managed to be found otherwise. Cosmically, of course, it's still relevant, but as far as convincing people of things, no, it's irrelevant. And then after last week, when, when Drudge erroneously had the headline that Professor Ford's students hated her, which wasn't true. And then there was the story that her, I saw Janine Pirro repeated this over the weekend. This debunked story that Kavanaugh's mother presided over the foreclosure for Christine Ford's parents. Right. She repeated that on Fox News over the weekend, by the way. Here's another from this morning. Uh, uh, this is a guy at the Daily Wire who is um, pointing out that a bunch of, a bunch of righties in the blogosphere we're claiming Deborah Ramirez now she's the woman in the New Yorker report last night is connected to George Soros it's totally different Deborah Ramirez not the same person totally different apparently apparently the truth of the fact that in Ronan Farrow's own story he went to multiple people to get corroboration of this woman's account and admitted he could not find any and then admitted that this woman was discovered because the Democrats found her. You'd think that those two things are pretty damaging to her credibility alone, wouldn't you think? Yes. On their own? Yeah. Then what's the need to make poop up like this for? It's, it's a little bit like saying, oh man, we caught that guy. We caught that guy strangling puppies on video. Hey, did you hear? Uh, did you hear how he uh, voted in the 1974 election? My gosh, that's just scandalous. Scandalous. Like catching him strangling puppies on video won't do it for you. Look at this secret knowledge, secret information that uh, he voted for the uh, uh, he voted for the Levitation Party when he was uh, doing uh, shots of Dramamine with LSD. In 74. Did you guys hear about that? That's kind of what we do now. Like, we learn the worst possible truths about people, and we just, like, totally bypass the actual terrible information about each other we can confirm and go right to the poop. That we, we, we It's like, we prefer to be responsible for making up bad stuff about each other. The bad stuff we know we can confirm Unless it's um, unless it's a made up scandal that we were able to spread with our buddies on social media, it like doesn't count. You know what I'm trying to say? It's got to be terrible from our imaginations. The stuff that we know is true just isn't good enough, even when it's like really really bad and would sink any any would would sink you normally. We just can't help it with stuff like this. Yeah, all all of which then is a reflection of our our own heart of darkness. And th- there was. A tweet this weekend saying that wow this this really puts all of Kavanaugh's coaching of uh, uh, his girls uh, uh, basketball teams in a new perspective, doesn't it? And that they're not they they actually believe that that's that's not just trolling. I mean, and that that is a reflection on who. We are. It's it's not as if otherwise smart people who do have their act together have like some sort of alter ego live. I mean, the alter ego is actually who they are. That th- th- we are we are this bad now, 
I, and I, I guess that's what I'm trying to come to terms with with, with what we're I, I know you have been ever since 2016 but I'm really trying how how do we talk about this in a way that isn't theology Thursday in a way that gets to the nub of the matter you can't because because what's driving this is theology the idolatry of the state the idolatry of my political party, the idolatry that I know something you don't know and I'm smarter than you and I've got the secret down low information, uh, the idolatry that my cable news network never lies but yours always does, that this is all being driven by idolatry. And that's a spiritual condition and therefore there, there is no practical way. And you can tell because right now me bringing this up a bunch of people who had no idea what we talked about on the television show, which would have been much more in line with their particular partisan bent, are, are losing their poo right now, wondering why we're talking about a couple... Why are you talking about a couple crazies on the right days when the left is practicing character assassination? We just did a whole show about character assassination. We finished it 15 minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that's where we're at now. There, there, there is there is no way to talk about this that isn't Theology Thursday because theology, in a pretty crappy one, are why we're doing all of these things. All, every last one of them. Every last stinking one is the result of stinking thinking. Period. And I'm having this crisis of conscience after the show, the television show we did. Because here, we, we Kavanaugh, um, uh, a squish, a, a bushy, uh, a guy who answered the row question uh, like he did, a guy that I have no problem believing uh, that as a high school, a prep high schooler, and as a Yaley College guy was maybe just a stereotypical uh, frat boy that. I'd like to slap uh, that, it, and that you, you, the kind of guy that you don't necessarily, just because you get older by 10 years, 20 years, you don't necessarily just grow up and become uh, responsible, but sometimes you do too. Uh, yet all of that makes for this soup that is not really edifying for our culture it's just kind of uh gated community cruise control and uh these are the kind of guys that end up in power and and are are the are the problem we lament on a daily basis so i say all of that but then on the television show i said but all of that being said are are we beyond that as a discussion point for yep. this particular moment in time yeah where if just because you basically I'm getting to the point if you if you were once if you're a white male that means all of us in this room were once 17 and now if it's just me too yeah then we're all guilty just by the fact that we were born white males basically and that's untenable and that can't stand so I'm found Todd I get emails every day from someone telling me I'm not a good enough Christian because I don't support the president who enough because he was obviously heaven sent. And oh, by the way, why do I use such crass language? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes is the answer to every question, every terrible question you want to ask. I just, I'm going to save you some time. The answer is yes. The answer is yes to every terrible question you want to ask. Now, we still have some some advantage on our side in that there are, there are still enough bastions that want the truth and believe the point of being a conservative is conserving the truth that we will get pushback like we do from Ryan at the Daily Wire. And I'm, I can't pronounce his last name, so I don't want to butcher it. So I'm just going to go with Ryan at the Daily Wire pointing out the fallacy of people on our side pushing this fake narrative about Deborah Ramirez. The other side's so far gone that if like a Jake Tapper doesn't do it, it just doesn't get done, right? I mean, it's just like Joy Reid just sits. Just sits did, did we ever find whoever uh, the hackers were <laughs> for Joy Reid's hackers? Have we found them yet? I mean, the other side just has believe is so self righteously believes in the smell of its own flatulence that that there's never. A need for self-awareness, editing, filtering, apologies, accountability. accountability on any level whatsoever. We still have a remnant of that on our side that recognizes 
that integrity is not a dirty word, but I, but you need to be warned. That group is shrinking, bro. And the worse the other side gets and the more obvious they become about not caring about any of these accountability mechanisms, the more popular, the more popular the, the movement on our side to dispatch of these accountability mechanisms as getting in the way of winning will grow. And then you will look from man to pig and pig to man and back to pig again, and you won't be able to tell the difference. It'll be two groups of people screaming four legs good, two legs bad at each other. We are rapidly approaching that. And that is the real reason why I keep bringing these corrections up about our side. And I'm trying to hold that tide back because if, if we lose that tide, we have lost. At this point, this is no longer a culture worthy of battling over. It's a Pyrrhic victory. That's abomination of desolation stuff. Just get the hell out. Hunker down. Let's get thee to a nunnery time, man. That's, dude, I wonder what, I wonder if those monasteries can be renovated time. That's, that's what that is. We have no dog in the fight at that point. The truth cannot win. It is not welcome. There's no place for it. It is just simply um, wailing, gnashing of teeth. Th then it's the crowd outside of Lot's house uh, against the crowd outside of, outside of the, the palace of Versailles, outside of the Bastille. The crowd outside the Bastille versus the crowd outside of Lot's house, Todd. That's all that it is. One brings a guillotine, the other the sulfur. We know how it ends. Bad. We're getting there. And there's a, there's a growing there. remnant of our side that is sprinting to catch up to the other side with no accountability mechanisms whatsoever. Sprinting to get there. And a lot of them are doing it in the name of Jesus. You see them on cable news, Fox, every night. We're getting there. I mean, at this point, I think Donald Trump could be accused of first-degree murder, and Tony Perkins will be on Fox News yep. tonight saying, I really just think these accusations are going to just solidify Trump's evangelical base all the mm -hmm. more. We're getting there. We are doing whatever we can to catch up to them. To win. We're, we're getting to the point now where they want to drop a nuclear bomb on their neighbor, which is never a good idea because the wind shifts, shifts and the fallout ends up in your yard. We're going to be like, screw you, dude. We're dropping the nuclear bomb on our own house first, bro. I like them apples. You can't nuke us. We nuked ourselves. Screw you, dude. That's where we're going. That is where we're going. But there's a, there's a small remnant of us saying, you know, um, we got into this to fight liars, not become them. And I don't need to lie to win because lying is a loss, not winning by my belief system. But the ground is shrinking beneath our feet. Shrinking beneath our feet. It's just a really uncomfortable feeling. As I said on the show, uh, uh, you have two daughters, I, I, four daughters. I only have daughters. Mm -hmm. I believe uh, it's a providential, as providential, um, fate as I have in my entire life it's it's probably that and if a young man treated my daughters in a way that uh, Kavanaugh is being accused of and, and, and in in the non-illegal sense just the, the if the lewdish stuff is true oh th there would be a reckoning I, I am I, I, if there's, I know anything about myself in this life, I, I am certain of that. That's not mere talk. There would be a reckoning with him. That being said, I'm also on this side where the, the, the Me Too movement just is, is I, I can't, I can't accept a fate where I just accept terms where uh, I'm part of a rapist patriarchy by default because I breathe. I I can't be the father I want to be for my daughters in the former if I accept those terms. You're right, you can't. We're already there, though. But you're, oh, I know. But, but you're being then you're being trapped into that. Um, you're being told if you don't agree with their politics, you're automatically guilty. Mm -hmm. And everybody that does agree with your politics is automatically innocent. This is the false binary choice we are being sold. And that that really is America's new religion. That's the that's the religion that is fervently in revival and and is sweeping the nation. The false binary choice religion where we seek to put each other in impossible boxes mainly for the purposes of saying do you do you have the do you have the mark of the beast I prefer? 
are you in the tribe I prefer? And that's really why we do it. To put you in the tribe we prefer. Well, it, if we've reached the point with that tribalism, that I, I, just, I believe we are there. We're at war. And one side definitely wants to exterminate us. So if, if becoming them, and you are right to always stress this, is is ultimately suicide what when we apply our faith when we apply our theology there there is a um we need to talk with just about just war theory i think as it applies to this because we it, we are on the other side now how how do we fight as christians a temporal existential threat i i believe that's a conversation we need uh, to hone in on because this is not just another another you know we've kind of, oh civilization always has these times these moments this is this is a place where we've reached where we we are this is an, a temporal existential moment how yeah. do christians do that, that's a You're different right. thing than just how do christians how do they debate how do they right. talk about issues You're differently right. we, that that does not exist anymore and we're childish to think that it does you're and and the people that all lined up to vote for trump and thought we were dumb in 2016 are saying welcome to our side to you right now but but here's the issue with that <laughs> it's not that cut and dried because of the second point i wanted to raise today that we didn't have time to get to on the tv show Mitch McConnell, last week he was ra- he was railing and ranting. We're gonna we're gonna plow through and nominate and nominate Judge Kavanaugh. Today it was we're gonna plow through and we're gonna vote on Judge Kavanaugh. They're already moving. They're already moving the sign. They're already moving the goal sticks, guys. Already moving them. Grassley screwed him on Friday night by erasing his own deadline. Don't ever set a deadline in politics and go against it. Never works. Ever. If you're going to go, you only go against a deadline because you're not postponing it, you're erasing it. Like new evidence, someone you, someone's on death row wrongly, okay? There is no new evidence. Some people made uncorroborated claims. Todd, I, I, think, I think you eat, I, I think, uh, you eat little children. I just made a, I'm, I'm, no corroboration, my word against yours. That's essentially what went, went down here. Those were, that was the additional information. Miss Ford was given an entire week of the nation's attention and was told, Monday, show up, we'll send a car, bus, plane, whatever you want. She wasn't going to show on Monday. Then guess what we all should do? Vote and move on. And that's what they were going to do. But he erased the deadline, which gave them time for another accuser, which gave Michael Evan any time to say, me too, and my, my accuser's not... Not Deborah Ramirez. We will soon hear from Gloria Allred because flies cannot avoid stink when it's just out in the middle of the road. They have to encircle their chosen food item. We're going to get at least three full more days with this. Three full more day, three full, three more full days of this. He said in English, his second language, because if they vote before the Thursday deadline they gave her, they're going to get annihilated in the election. Because they wrongly should have kept their Monday. So you're led by people who don't even understand. Like, let's say you let's say you came to the conclusion just now. If this is what the other side has become, and one side's gonna win and one side's gonna lose, and it's the future, my future and my kids versus them, then one I know this side I don't I have many problems with this side, but the other one wants to end me. I'm gonna go with the side that doesn't want to end me. We just disagree on numerous things. You have no that's you want a just war? reasonable expectation of victory is one of the categories of just yeah. war what, 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 you have uh, no, no I agree no no you don't have a, these these people if they if Judge Kavanaugh doesn't get confirmed now it is Charles Grassley's fault period end of sentence and I'd say it to the dithering old fool right to his face who should have retired 25 damn years ago he first got to office in Washington in 1975 I was two I just turned 45 that's almost a full decade before these allegations even occurred. He has no idea what he's doing out there. 
tweeting to Judge Kavanaugh at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. I really hope you understand that I, I we, we need to hear her out no matter what. what we, the other side is literally taking the character of your troops out in public and assassinating it, smearing it, defecating on it on national television. And the guy leading you on your judiciary committee is like, yeah, I, I'm really sorry about this. Um, I mean, there's like bombs going off outside, mushroom clouds. You yeah. hear wailing. Yeah. You smell gas. You know it's like mustard gas. Yeah. You hear children choking, and the gen- and your general is inside the barracks on his Twitter account at ten o'clock. Well, guys, uh, we're gonna have to delay this uh, pushback. I-, I think you'll understand, won't you? You know, what? it's like Lord Cutler Beckett in the second uh, or third Pirates of the Caribbean as the ship is exploding around. Him. Yes, it's just good business. Yeah, nothing to see. Yeah. Here. So, so even if you wanted to do that. My issue was, that was my issue with Trump and his character. Is I never, I have no, pro, I agree that is the battle. I don't believe there's any chance he's a successful general in that. And we've just seen that in the last week. We're going to declassify all those documents. Uh, uh, how many stories did we run at Conservative Review and videos that we tell about, what he, we're, we're excited about this, right? So because every other conservative media entity did this, three days later, Trump, yeah, we're... We're not going to declassify those things after all. I can't do that, I guess. They so, just do quick. Dude can't figure out whether to fire his own deputy AG or not. Then he's like, well, let's just let him linger out there for three more damn days. Even if you wanted to, even if you thought this is what we had to do, there's no chance to win with these leaders. It's not a fight. What happens is they will put you in front of them as human shields. Let you, Todd, and people like you in the, and like you in the audience, you will take all the bullets while they will collect their pensions. That's how this ends. Every time. So McConnell's out there ranting today after at Friday it was pounding the podium and we're going to plow through and nominate him. Today he was pounding the podium and we're going to plow through and there will be a vote. They're already moving the goalposts because he's trying to do two things at once. He's trying to show you that he's mad and he's shadow boxing. So people like our buddy Chris Pandolfo will text, will text Aaron in the middle of the show and say, oh man, McConnell's pissed. You know what my response was? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, nice blog, bro. That's that's really what he that's what he read. It was a blog. Okay. Meanwhile, he's letting his dithering foolish Senate Judiciary Committee guy out here just let his let their nominee twist in the wind. Why? Because the Republicans try to have it both ways. The Democrats try to have it their way. Let me repeat that. Because as God is my witness, I may never say anything smarter than that the rest of my damn career. The Republicans are your typical politicians trying to have things both ways. The Democrats are crusaders trying to have things their way. And the crusaders always win. Because they don't have to win the vote. They've so, inti- they've so intimidated the guy, the grifters that they still get at least half of what they want even when they lose. And that's what you're watching take place right now. So they're so, trying to Republic so McConnell's trying to show you he's really mad while at the same time doing nothing reasonably that'll move this process to a culmination. And the reason he's also in this position outside of the fact he's a feckless coward is he's got four members of his own Senate caucus. Flake Flake is never voting for Kavanaugh. I'll tell you that right now. Never. Why? Because he's future he's already doing demos for MSNBC and CNN for real. He is. He's already doing auditions for cable news networks. He has no chance to be the next David Gergen. David Gergen's furrowed brow is about to expire, guys. He's got no chance to replace David Gergen for the next 25 years on cable TV if he votes yes on Kavanaugh. No way in hell. His future career ambitions are up in smoke faster than you can say Cheech and Chong. Isn't that it back on the bumper, man? Gone. Gone in three seconds, let alone 60, Nick Cage. Gone. So you're not getting his vote. So then you, got, then you got Corker, who's on his way out, Collins and Murkowski. And you've got to get at least two of those three if you lose Flake. That's who McConnell is up there. That's what he was pleading, basically po- pointing out what a partisan witch hunt this is. He's basically pleading with those four Republicans to stay on the reservation, to not abandon ship. Because if they had had a vote last week, 
if they had had a vote last week and Kavanaugh lost, they could have reasonably sold it to their base that they fought and lost. But by letting the Democrats just smear their nominee with uncorroborated another claim, this claim, that one, you know, just throw another, throw another shrimp on the bob, eh? If they lose the vote now, their base, they have no case to make to their base. This is all shadow boxing. And so even if you decided reasonably, and a reasonable person can look at what the left has become, a United States senator, a Democrat from, Ohio, from Hawaii, a sworn United States senator, she has sworn into office, went on national television yesterday and said, because I disagree with your politics, you are not entitled to the basic benefit of the doubt of a human, as a human being, period. And she didn't say it with any shame. Right. You can, a reasonable person could look at that and say, you know, I got, I got 10,000 problems with these hack Republicans and Donald Trump's character. But that's going to end my way of life. And so whatever baggage I got to take on from them is worth it to defeat the clear and present danger, right? That's what you're asking. That's what you're saying, right? But here's the problem. You would be, you'd be, you want to, you talked about when I asked you the other day, how would you evangelize Hillary Clinton when she's that far gone? What'd you tell me the answer was? Can't. Can't. Why? Pearls before? Right. Swine. swine. Yeah. yeah. So even if you made that calculation, and, and I wouldn't argue with you if you did, I've never, tell me the whole time you've sat with me for the last three years, when have I ever argued against that calculation? One time, can you think of one time I ever said, I don't think that math is right? Have I ever argued no. against that? No. No, my argument is the one we're having right now. It doesn't matter if you make that argument. You're going to go align yourself with people. You will get all of their baggage, none of the benefit. They will sell you out the first chance they have. And they will. They, what they will do when the left starts firing bullets, they'll put you in front of them like human shields as they hide out and await the pension check while you take all the crap. That's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. So then is there another way other than the Benedict option? That's what I'm trying to find out. I don't know the is answer to that, which is why I've been heavily infatuated with the Benedict option. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. This book I have coming out, we're going to release it now in January. We actually just decided. We're going to release it in January because there was too many things coming out at Christmas. So my next book, Truth Bombs. You guys know the backstory to this book? Yes. I wrote it originally not knowing whether my con- our contract here was going to be renewed or not. And so I wrote this as if it may not get renewed, and this was going to be like my last, you know, I was going to fire every bomb I had on the way out the door. Well, if people, at least three people still cared what I thought. And the point of the book is basically to, to drop so much knowledge of what I've seen and can document with my own eyes and ears of what the system really does to us, that it might cause us to wake up and consider a paradigm that is possible of, of being victorious. Short of that, in the, in, and I even write in my book, short, if, unless that happens, then the only other option is the Benedict option. Brett Kavanaugh is in this position. He may or may not be guilty. We, we, I don't think we'll ever know now. I don't think we'll ever know now. But, I mean, he's going to go on national television tonight. And yeah, he's going to go on Fox, but he picked probably, unless he would have picked Shepard Smith who's a progressive partisan, Martha McCallum is about the, one of the most fair, sober-minded people on Fox. One of the least partisan, rabidly people on Fox. So this is not going to be just a fluffball interview like he would have gotten from Trump tonight. That's, that you know, and we'll see how he performs. If I had to guess, he's going to perform a lot better than Roy Moore did on Hannity. Admittedly, that's a low bar, okay? But his wife is showing up with him. That's another plus. You know, remember when we through the allegations with Herman Cain and other people? I always point out when there's allegations like this, where's the family at? Because when the family's nowhere to be found to defend your character, that's always a bad sign. Always a bad sign. And here's Kavanaugh's wife going on national television with him. On the other hand, you can point out Hillary Clinton did that too. But even if you make... Kavanaugh is one of their own. We, can, we kind of see how they left Roy Moore to hang out, out there. One, he didn't defend himself nearly as well as Kavanaugh has. Two, the other reason they did it is he's not one of them. And they didn't want him to win anyway. They didn't want him to win. The Republicans wanted him to lose every bit as much as the Democrats did, albeit for different reasons. And while that makes us angry, we at least understand the way politics is played. Kavanaugh is one of their guys. He's one of their, one of their chosen ones. 
He's Karl Rove's personal judicial pick. And look at the way they have let him twist in the wind and get smeared and knifed for going on two weeks now. To paraphrase Jesus, who once said, if they do this to a green tree, what are they going to do to you? If they let... if, if <laughs> Yeah. If they let them do this to their own guy, Brett Kavanaugh, through a combination of their own gutlessness right. and their own just way over their head, over their skis, unqualified for the battle yeah. at handness. Our list of allies grows thin, Eric. What do you think they will do to the Todd Erzins of the world? Yeah, that's where I'm at. You're feeling me. That's exactly where I'm at. And now, now we, and now, maybe more than any time we've ever had this conversation the last two years, which has been frequent. Maybe now we have spelled out the dilemma of our times as good as we ever have. It's not that you're dying. For those of you that have been frustrated by our show in the past, my closing thought on this, it is not that your diagnosis of the left is wrong. I was writing and talking about your diagnosis of the left before most of you had diagnosed the left. That's why the Grassleys of the world don't like me. I'm the crazy one to them for warning them that, you know, the left's going to do this to you. You know that, right? Oh, they're not. These are our buddies. We golf, hang out at Chuck Schumer and Ben Sass share lung darts. It's not who we are. And we had a one o'clock at the Senate uh, lunchroom on DC on Cap the Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill uh, lunchroom. For goodness sakes, the PR guy they hired, the guy that was helping them do the PR messaging for the Senate Republicans and the judiciary had to resign over the weekend because he lost a, a previously lost a job for sexual harassment. That's just, you mean they couldn't have hired, do you know how many PR flacks are in Washington, D.C.? A few. 10,000. And they, and they go and hired the one guy. There was no one else they could hire that had not been, had not lost a previous job for sexual harassment. It's not that the, it's not that your diagnosis about where the, the most radical elements on the left are and wish to take us is wrong. It's that the people you want to align with to do something about it are, oh, won't do I anything. I don't want to align with them. I, I just want to know, we got to be serious, is there another way now other than the Benedict option? That That's, I think, maybe our most profound responsibility at this moment and to preach accordingly on a daily basis. That or like legitimately taking up arms. Yeah. Yeah, I. Because these people are going to end us if they don't. Even even if the even with the Benedict option, of course they're going to end you. A United States senator, not a blogger at Vox or Mother Jones. A United States senator who, if you just looked at her, she'd look like a nice, seemed like a nice Hawaiian grandmother. If you if you took your if you took your honey on vacation of, to, to the Hawaiian Islands, and is it Hirono? Is that her name? If, so. if Sen Hirano was, was on the welcoming committee, she got off the plane and hand you LA and a, and a gift certificate for, uh, you know, a, you know a, a Hawaiian cookout. Would you think anything like, what a sweet old lady, and give her a hug, right? Sure. Yeah, she's on national television saying, I, if I disagree with your politics, you don't, you don't have any benefit at all. You're not a human being. You're less than human, and we can do to you whatever we want. So if that's what their elected officials are saying, what do you think they're saying inside their enclaves? when they don't have to come out in the sunlight and they're just talking to themselves. Yeah. What do you think they're saying there? You're damn right they're plotting to take all your guns and everything else. You're right. You're just wasting your time aligning with these Republicans to do anything about it. And they, they have made that abundantly clear over the last two weeks. They have hung out to dry one of their own. And in hit, now when they hang us out to dry, it's because they hate us. They hung him out to dry because they're completely and intellectually ill-equipped to, to confront what, it, what, what we're up against. So you can go with whatever explanation you want. They're the stupid party or they're the lying party. Either way, the end result is the same. Heads you lose, tails they win. That's the result. Aaron, you get the last word. Yeah. Um, more than ever, I, I, I want to clarify. I want to clarify something uh, that I've said uh, several times over the last few weeks, and that is the truth is irrelevant. What I mean by that is that truth is not irrelevant in the cosmic, in the grand sense of things. It's people of truth, like the truth, uh, we should always be about the truth. So I'm not saying that the truth is just um, wide sweeping and irrelevant. 
Uh, what I'm saying is the truth is irrelevant when people uh, for um, for uh, trying to get people to see a certain uh, see things a certain way or trying to persuade people a certain way or, or, or just uh, finding clarity. The truth is irrelevant when people have no uh, uh, have no appetite for the truth. And when people have no appetite for the truth, when a society, a culture at large has no appetite for the truth, just as we were doing this podcast, um, a Pew study came out. I don't know if you saw this, that people are more, uh, I can't remember the exact percentage now, darn it, um, but it was a very large percentage of people are more inclined to lean on personal experience and common sense quote unquote mm-hmm. common sense than they are religious teachings when making moral decisions that is what i'm talking about we are not a people of truth we are people who are again todd babel this is babel yeah um and that if you are living in babel what happened right after god confused the languages dispersion well every we cannot abide together when we are a people of truth living amongst a ton of people who have no regard for anything resembling And, and I'm glad you mentioned dispersion because that's fundamentally my point. There's no place left to go. Yeah. There, there's Mars, not... Are we going to hop on a spaceship? Yeah, there's no place left to go. So what does the Benedict Option even mean? There's no island anywhere. There's no part of the world anywhere uh, where there isn't um all manner of issues that christians are facing so what do we do yeah i don't want to do this anymore i want to fight here's what we've learned one side says um if we don't like your positions on certain issues we can destroy your character with totally uncorroborated claims over and over and over again in broad daylight and the other side has said, because we ref- because we are completely and totally inept and ill-equipped and unwilling to be honest about who our opposition really is, we will effectively let you get away with it, even against somebody that is one of our chosen, our our chosen champions. That's an unwinnable war, guys. I'm out. That's an unwinnable war. Yeah, I'm out. That is an unwinnable war. They will not go to the mat for their own offspring. They ain't going to the mat for you, brah. Pretty much, pretty good bottom line right there, don't you think? Pretty good rule of thumb. Ain't no one fighting harder for you than they are their own. No one, that ain't the way it ever works. So, I hope we all learned a really good lesson from the last couple of weeks with Brett Kavanaugh, regardless of how it turns out. That'll do it for today's podcast. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And hey, if you've got time today, click subscribe uh, or leave us a positive review. If you like the show, don't lie if you don't. But if you do, we'd appreciate it. And a lot of you have already done both of those things. Thank you very much. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. 